Hello and welcome back to Sonoma Parenting 101. I'm your host Barbara Pappas and today we are speaking and talking about life and death. This is part two of this podcast and the subject we will focus on is death. When we talked about life in the previous talk, we had keywords such as love, miracle, peace, hope, humble, and much of life is externally oriented. We look out to the sunrise, the sunset, the sun, the clouds, the earth and environment all around us. When it comes to death, the attention goes inward. Talking or thinking or feeling death, the end of something that we can perceive is very intimate and very private. Here, our words are described more like sadness, sorrow, despair, grief, fear, desperation. We can try to grasp this with our head or our heart. Our head represents the brain, the rationality, the cognitive, the scientists. Our heart feels, I have a gut feeling or I have an intuition or I just know. I can't explain it to you, but I know it with all my heart. Now, in life, so much is concrete. We have so many concrete experiences available. We don't have that with death. We literally move into a different realm spirituality, God, or the greater power, a creator, some force that is beyond man, beyond people. For us people, it is simply difficult to not be in control or to be out of control. Just like with life, where we seek for the meaning in life, to make sense of life, death, we seek to understand, we seek to have faith, something we can truly believe in, maybe with our head, maybe with our heart, maybe both. There are many, many religions, as you know, and there are churches, although I greatly keep those apart. Religion is not church and church is not religion. There are ideas of reincarnation. Now the idea of reincarnation would fit in with the cycle. We cycle around 
just like all the biology around us, the plant life. It comes from a seed, it grows, it bears fruit. And whether it's an annual or perennial, or it is a big oak tree and lives for many hundreds of years, it goes back to the earth and from there new life grows. Like I said, it is a very intimate and private experience and decision that our child and children have to find out for themselves. It is not something we can package for them and say, this is how it is. Believe it. It comes from the inside and it changes throughout life. A five-year-old will experience the concept of death very different from a teenager. During teenage years, nature tells them in so many ways to oppose us, to rebel against us, to rebel against authority. And it's a tumultuous time. They might turn their back on any spirituality, on any greater existence. I like to allow that because I welcome the process. It's not the end of the story. We have to move through these phases in life. And truly our faith or belief, our meaning of life and death, it changes as we get older, as we have more heartfelt experiences, maybe trauma, maybe great miraculous deeply spiritual experiences. And there's a good chance it will change until the, the very end of our lifetime. So the point I'm making is life and death, the meaning of it is not something we can present to our children as a solution or an answer. We can't even give it to them in any way other than staying connected to them and welcoming them to share with us. What do you think? What do you feel? And they might surprise us with the most heartfelt and deeply inward, deeply spiritual answers. They might talk windows up in the sky or clouds that open up or anything, really. It is a journey we are on together with our children that if we truly walk side by side and we allow them, wherever they are in their cycle, to be aggressively opposing us um, while we have very deep spiritual experiences and we so want to give those to them and see them or help them feel and understand the same. It just doesn't work like that. We better accept that. 
And when we think back, when we were in our 20s or teenagers, or when we were in our elementary or preschool years, how different we were and how we needed the process of growth and development. I want to give it a quick minute on funeral. I find it dangerously inappropriate to have children be present at funerals. They might not be able to bear that intensity and it might turn into a traumatic experience. I just urge everybody to be just very cautious and considerate about that. My guideline is that when a human being has enough maturity to make a decision themselves to be present at a service or a funeral, then they make that decision. And they might change their mind and they might walk in and leave immediately. All that is okay. But we have to be very, very careful and delicate with these deeply shocking, truly adult experiences. There are subjects in life that they are adult subjects. We don't discuss them with, the, with our children, not even with teenagers. And a funeral can fall into that realm for sure. We have a lot of opposites on earth. We spoke about that previously. The seasons, day and night, hot and cold. It's part of the law on earth. We also talked about cycles. We are cycling through. Birthdays are cycles. We come around again and again. There is a lot of knowledge in the cycle of seven years that might be worth studying or looking into. I think part of our lifetime is well spent when we educate ourselves on just different ideas about death, the end of life in different cultures and mull it over, think it over, ponder on those ideas, on those traditions. Now, some of them we might find repulsive and we will immediately reject. Others we might go, hmm, never thought of that. That's interesting. Let me just sit with that. Let me just take that in and see how that vibes and gels with me. Can I find some truth of that in my own heart and maybe adopt that idea and grow with it? Can I find some little spark of greater power inside of me that is not me, the person? 
It's like a spark, a light, light that is just there. Maybe I can feel it, I can sense it. And as adults, maybe we have a tradition and a practice, a daily practice, maybe a seasonal practice. Maybe we pray, whatever format that might take. We meditate or we just sit in silence for a minute or five minutes before we leave the house. Any of those traditions or practices we model to our children. Maybe they observe, maybe they reject, but they will know about it and they will have a choice later on to seek that tool, that practice out for themselves or not. This is a life journey together and I welcome you to make this journey with your child together, grow together, seek together, listen and speak together, whatever might be true for them or for you in the moment and be grateful for that and go from there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it and find it helpful. And until next time, keep loving your children.